Today we move on in our study of Shir Hashirim to the fourth perek, Shir Hashirim Dalet. In this perek we have the man, the male lover, speaking positively and beautifully about his female beloved. So following Rashi's approach, we have the Rebona Shalom himself, Kavayochel, God himself, as it were, speaking with words of praise, beautiful words of praise, of his beloved um, Jewish people, of the long-forsaken widow. And he says of her, Hinoch Yofora Yossi Hinoch You are beautiful, my darling. Yes, you are beautiful. God has found our service to him sweet and pleasant and acceptable. The words of Rashi, Kilison. Here, God praises them. Veritson, and he appeases them. We orvu alav korbanosehem. Their korbanos, their offerings, their sacrifices are accepted by him. Your eyes are like doves behind your, Rashi says, tzamoseich is kind of a bonnet that holds the hair together. Others translate tzamoseich as a veil. Rashi goes into a rather lengthy analysis of the meaning of the word tzamoseich and feels that it definitely means the um, the kishurayich, the the uh, ribbons which hold one's hair together and hides them, and that your hair somehow shines through uh, this bonnet or these ribbons. Saareich um, ke'eder ho'izim, your hair is like a flock of goats. Shegolshu mehar gilod that are streaming down the mountain of gilod. The word shegolshu really means to be stripped, as Rashi has it. Shegolshu means shenikrechu. Quote Rashi: Kishahabehemos yordos min hahor. When the animals come down from the mountain, nimso hahor nikroch. The mountain is bald, is stripped bare. So too as the flock of goats so beautifully come down the mountain, stripping the mountain of the former presence of this parade of, of goats, which are so beautiful in the distance, so too is your hair. Your teeth are like a flock of young lambs, of, uh, of sheep. Um, who are uh, climbing up from the washing pool. Rashi again points out that all of these metaphors are praises of physical beauty, of a, of a womanly beauty. All of these are um, uh, descriptions of the beauty of a woman. 
And the teeth, Rashi says, uh, refers to the soldiers, the those who protect the sheep or who protect uh, the Jewish people. Shekulom masimos vishakulo ein bohem. All of them bear twins, and not one loses her young. Rashi relates the word masimos to the word misom. Ein misom bifsori. There's nothing whole in my flesh. Meaning, masimos, they are whole, they are complete. Um, so too are, are your teeth. Vishakula, there's no, nothing missing, no blemish uh, in your teeth. Rashi interprets the metaphor of these beautiful teeth to the Jewish soldiers who do what they have to do in war. War obviously necessitates uh, killing and necessitates violence. However, it does not necessarily involve um, arroyos, rape, promiscuity, and it does not necessarily involve theft or looting and stealing the booty. And so the teeth, the soldiers who can be like teeth, they can be korsim v'ochlim oivehem b'shinehem sevivosom. They can cut and bite their enemies with their teeth, but they are perfect in another way. Heim misrachakim min ha-gozel shall yisroel umin ha-arroyos. They distance themselves from looting and thievery and from um, immoral, illicit uh, behavior. These are the soldiers of Israel. Shinehem ke'eder ha-kitsuvos shekulom masimos. Kichut hashonisiv sosayich. Your lips are like a crimson thread. Umidborech nove. And your mouth is lovely, is beautiful. Here, Rashi says, your lips keep their promise. Neos lahavtiach v'lishmor havtoch oson. Your lips keep their promise. And he relates it to the promise that the spies, the two spies, not the Twelve spies promised Rochov that they would protect her uh, and her family, and they indeed kept their word. Midborech means for Rashi, your speech. And it is related to other times when we find the verb Dalad Bezresh to speak in the Nifal. For example, in famous passage in Malachi, Peregimel, Oz Midberu Yirei Hashem. Your speech is appropriate. <coughs> your brow behind your uh, veil uh, is behind your veil or behind your ribbons of your hair. Your brow is it gleams like a pomegranate split open. This is a comparison to beauty, the felacharimon, the beautiful split pomegranate, the beautiful circle, the beautiful colors. This is your brow, this is your your face, your to me. Chazal, in a very famous passage, it's we found in Mesechus Brochus, Daphnon Zion say that since this is God praising the Jewish people, he is praising Rakosech, even those who are empty. Rak in the word reik, reikonim shebach, the people among you 
Jewish people who are empty, who are seemingly devoid of all good deeds. Nevertheless, you are like a pomegranate. They are like pomegranates. Rekonim Shebok, even the emptiest of Jews, Meleim Mitzvos Kirimon, is as full of good deeds as the pomegranate is full of seeds. Kemigdal Dovid Tsarporech, your neck is like the Tower of David. Banui Lisalpios, built up to Talpios, to towers. We'll speculate in a moment on the meaning of the word Talpios. But the woman's neck is compared to the beautiful, erect, um, up-rising uh, tower of, of David. And again, Rashi says, this is uh, uh, a metaphor borrowed from woman's beauty, from the beauty of women. Koma zakufa says Rashi, noi boisha, an erect posture is a beautiful thing in a woman. And it's compared to the Migdal David, the Tower of David, which is a, a fortress, which is a secure place. So too is your neck. The metaphor here, the nimshal is the Lishkas Hagozis, the most powerful place in the Beis Hamikdash was the marble chamber in which the Sanhedrin, in which the highest Jewish court um, sat. And it's that which is, offers the protection to the Jewish people. And it is built up Lesalpios. What does Talpios mean? Says Rashi. Banui Lino Lihios Hakol Mistaklim. It is built up beautifully so that everyone looks at it. There's sculpture in the tower. So everyone stares at it and admires the, the beauty. And the word therefore Talpios Rashi relates to a posuk in Eov Malefenu mi Bahamos Oretz, which would mean you have taught us, you have caused us um, uh, to see, to reflect, to to contemplate. Um, uh, that's Banui the Salpios. We contemplate, we gaze upon, we learn from, we study the details of the beautiful sculpture um, which is in the tower. Uh, in Das Mikro, there is a footnote which um, uh, speculates on the meaning of the word Talpiot which is indeed uh, very unclear as to what it means. It seems perhaps to mean perfect, without blemish, uh, uh, but in relating it to the same posuk as Rashi does in Eov, Eov Lamed Hey, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Malafenu mi Bahamos Oretz means you have taught us, you have drawn our attention. So, so here it means to draw one's attention to these beautiful uh, sculptures. Of course, Chazal, in Meseches Brochos, Daf Lamed Omen Aleph, Darshan, they explain the word Talpios to mean the tail, the Tof Lamed, the mound, Shekol Hapios Ponim Elov, where all mouths turn, meaning Yerushalayim Yerakodesh, all of us in our prayers direct our gaze toward Yerushalayim. So Yerushalayim is the Talpios, the tail, the hill, Shehakol, Shekol Hapios Ponim Elov, where all mouths uh, face uh, and turn uh, to uh, toward it. There is even a theory which Das Mikra uh, quotes as a possibility that Talpios is not even a, uh, a Hebrew word, 
but rather a Greek word which means something which can be seen from a great distance. Bonui, this tower is built, little piot, uh, for something which can be seen from a great distance. Elef hamogain tolui olov, the shield of thousands, um, thousands of shields are hung on this tower. This, Rashi says, was the ancient uh, custom um, that heroes would um, ha- suspend their uh, shields and their quivers, the, the container of their arrows, on the towers, on the walls of the towers. So, Elef Hamogen Toluyolov, Kol Shilte Hagiborim, would mean your neck is like the towers upon which are hung a thousand shields and all the quivers of the heroes of the warriors. Shnei Shodayich, your two breasts, Kishnei Oforim Toomei Tzivio, are like two fawns, two young deer, twins of a gazelle, Horoim Bashoshanim, browsing among the lilies. <coughs> What can be the nimshal? What two breasts are we referring to? Rashi offers several possibilities. One, it could be referring to the two breasts that nurture you, namely Moshe and Aharon. Or it could be referring to the two luchos, the two tablets of law, the two tablets of the Ten Commandments, which are toomeit sevia, which are indeed like twins. How are they like twins? Rashi says, quoting the Mechilta, because the first five of the Ten Commandments of the first tablet and the second five on the second tablet correspond to each other in an interesting way. For example, the first commandment, which is the first on the first tablet, is the belief in God, Anochi Hashem Elokecha. And that corresponds to the first commandment on the second tablet, to the first of the second five. Commandment number six, Lo Sirzach, do not murder, because murdering is a diminution, an insult to God. Murdering a human being is an insult to God. In the words of the Mechilta, Shehorotzeach Mema'et Eshadmus, Shalakodesh Baruch Hu. Somehow the murderer limits or diminishes the image of God. And Lo Yihi the second commandment, is the twin of Lo Sinof, not going after other gods is the twin to not committing adultery because the adult, the adulterous woman uh, um, strays uh, from her husband so too um, the idolatrous person strays from the true God and Rashi in detail shows the correspondence between the first and the second tablets so perhaps indeed the two breasts <coughs> refer to the twin tablets, the Taomei Tzviya, the twin uh, gazelles. Ad This is until the day blows gently, and the Venosu Hatzlolim, and the shadows um, flee. Eilech li el har I will go to the mountain of Mor, Mir, M-Y-R-R-H, Halvono, and to the hill of incense, Lavona being a type of incense. 
What might this mean? Rashi, again, beautifully says, there's a time when the sun comes out. And the sun we have seen throughout the past several chapters in Shirashirim is kind of a metaphor for something which is harmful, which blackens, which sullies. Um, and uh, and uh, their time will come when the Jewish people will not, uh, not be protected by the shade, when they will sin. They will sin in, the, in, 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 in Shiloh, the sin of Chofni and Pinchos, the sons of Eli who sinned. And God's response is, if you're going to sin, I'm going to take away the holy place from the tabernacle in Shiloh, and I'm going to bring it to Yerushalayim. On that sunny day, that day of hot burning sun, I'll go to the Har Hamor, to the mountain of Mur, or to the Har Hamoria, to the Mount Moriah, the, the, the site, S-I-T-E, of the Beis Hamikdash, the El Gilvas Halavono, and the hill of Livona, of incense, and we know Livona is indeed often used as a um, uh, a symbol for the base Hamikdosh. Kulach Yafarayosi. Then, when I take you there, there to the base Hamikdosh, you will no longer sin, but rather you will be perfect. Kulach Yafarayosi. Umum ein bach. You will have no blemish. Iti milavonon kala, iti milavonon tovoi. Come with me from Levonon, from Levanon, from Lebanon. Come, my bride, with me. Tashuri merosh amono. Sing from the peak of Amana, a place. Merosh near vechermon, from the uh, top of the mountains of Snir and Chermon, mountains, places. Mimonos Arayos from the den of lions, Meharim from the hills of the leopards. Meaning, again following Rashi, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the lover who is speaking in this entire Perak Dalad, addresses the Jewish people and says to them, "You've wandered a great deal. You've wandered from leaving the base on Migdash, leaving the holy temple, to returning there." But I'm with you all the way. Iti milvanon kala, when you will go into exile from the Levanon, from the Harabayas, from the Beis Hamikdash, I'll go with you. Ani egla imochem, and when you return from Gola, I will return with you. Iti milvanon kala, you'll go. I will be with you. Iti milvanon tavoi, when you return, I will return with you. And Tashuri, you will see Meirosh Amona, which can mean from the place called Amana, or it can mean for Rashi, the Emuna, the faith that you had in me. Tistakli visis bonini masachar puuloseich. Meireshis ho Amona shehemant bi. Reflect, Tashuri, reflect on the early, the Rosh, the beginning of the history of your Emuna, of your faith in me. It goes back a long way. It goes back even to those days when we faced together the enemies of Sneer and Hermon, the lions and the leopards. I, uh, I now reward you for your ancient, ancient faithfulness 
and and you are now returning. You are returning together with me. I am together with you. Iti, iti, I'm with you, I'm with you. Libavtini, achosi chalo. Beautiful translation has it, you have captured my heart. Libavtini, you have attracted my heart. You have pulled me toward you. And you have pulled me toward you, libavtini, biachas meinayach, with only one of your eyes. Rashi. Harbe dugmos tovos shebech. There are many, many wonderful things about you. But if only one of them were true, I would already love you. Libavtini biachas meinayach. Even the, um, uh, the, 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 the one glance of your eyes, that has attracted me. Ba'achad anok mitzavronayach. With one coil of your necklace. There's much about you to admire. Much about you to fall in love with. But even one of them, any one of them, would already be sufficient to stimulate my love. Um, Rashi says that these uh, attractions, of course, are the tachshite mitzvah, the beautiful uh, mitzvah gems, she Yisrael mitzuyonim bahem, of which the Jews are so, so, uh, so, so excel. Mayafu dodayech achosi chalo, how sweet is your love, my bride, my own Matovu dodayech miyayin, how much more delightful is your love than wine? Vreyach shmonayech mikol b'somim, and the fragrance of your oils more than any, any spice. Again, the beauty of the Rebbeinu Shalom contemplating all of the good qualities of the Jewish people and seeing them beauty which surpasses wine and surpasses Shemen and surpasses all uh, fragrant herbs. Rashi here, and I, I focus on this Rashi because of the source that he alludes to. Rashi says, wherever the Jewish people were, Gilgal, Shiloh, Nov, Givon, Beisolomim, wherever was their tabernacle, each and every place was beautiful. Here and there there were faults, but in all they were beautiful. And Rashi refers, as Rashi sometimes will, to an ancient, ancient piyut, an old poem, which is said, those of us who say these piyutim, in Yotzer for the first day of Pesach. And Rashi says, Hu sheyosad habavli, the paitan, the old poet, older than Rashi, called Shlomo habavli, wrote a poem called Or Yesha Meushorim, in which he refers to Menucha Usha'or Viyudim, the final, final resting place of the Jewish people in Yerushalayim, the Abbas Hamikdash, and the other Viyudim, the other temporary um, places of encounter. Uh, all these places are Yafu, are beautiful. They all are Tovu, they all are superior. Um, to all besomim, nofes titofnos if sosayich kalo, sweetness drops from your lips, O bride. Nofes being sweetness, titofno drips if sosayich from your lips, kalo, my bride. Devash vicholov tachas lishoneich, honey and milk are under your tongue. And the fragrance of your 
uh, robes, the scent, S-C-E-N-T, of your clothing is like the scent, S-C-E-N-T, of the Lavanon. And Rashi says this is an allusion to the fact that the deliciousness of Torah, the, the milk and honey of Torah, and also the beauty of the fact that even our garments are objects with which we do mitzvos. Tzitzis, Techeles, Big Day Kahuna, Isur Shatnez, these are all mitzvos which are done with clothing. So even the scent and fragrance of our clothing is delicious, like the fragrance of the Levanon. Gan Naul Achosichalov. My sister, my bride, you are like a locked garden. And the locked garden, of course, is the symbol of tznius, of the sexual modesty of the Jewish uh, woman. Uh, the fact that she is a locked garden, she is contained, she is distant from uh, disloyalty, she f- distant from promiscuity. She is a locked garden. Gal Naul, Gal uh, Rashi suggests means a mayon, a a, uh, a fountain, um, and you're a locked fountain. Mayon chasum, a sealed up spring. It's such a, a wonderful metaphor for the modesty of the Jewish woman. A locked garden, a locked fountain, a sealed spring. Shlochayich. <coughs> Pardes Rimonim. Rashi says, Shilochayich is related to the word, which many of us are familiar with from study of the Talmud, Beis Hashalchin, or more correctly, Beis Hashalochin, which is a garden or a field which has to be watered, can't exist on the rain uh, itself. Uh, it's not a sedei base habal, which is a, a field which the rain irrigates. No, the shalachayich means a dry land which requires personal watering. And here, um, Rashi says, uh, the Rebbeinu the, Shlolem is praising the driest of the gardens of the Jewish people, meaning the katanim the, shebi the Yisrael, the minor people in Israel, minor in age, minor in, in deeds, minor in quality, nevertheless they are beautiful. Shalochayich, even the dry lands, Pardes Rimonim, are an orchard of pomegranates, in um, godim with luscious fruits, Kiforim in Nerodim, with the spices called Kiforim and Nerodim, translated as of Henna, H-E-N-N-A, which is a spice, and Nerodim, Nerd, Nard, N-A-R-D, another spice. Nerd v'charkom, and now we have a whole spice garden to which the Jewish people are compared. Nerd v'charkom, um, Nard and Saffron, Kone v'kinamon, <coughs> various uh, aromatic woods, okay, reeds, fragrant reeds, Kone the kinamon is usually translated as cinnamon. In kol atse levono, with all these aromatic woods, mor va'aholos, again two spices, mur, M-Y-R-R-H, and va'aholos is aloes, A-L-O-E-S, another exquisite spice. 
in kol roshay v'samim and all the choice perfumes. So Yerushalayim is going all out and comparing the Jewish people to a full range of a half a dozen of or more of absolutely delectable uh, spices. And he summarizes it and says, Ma'ayan ganim, you are a garden spring, a combination of a garden and a fountain, bi'er ma'ayim chayim, a well of fresh water. Vinoslim min levanon, all flowing down uh, from Har Levanon, for Rashi Levanon means white, all flowing down from a white, pure source, Mimikom Nikius, from a clear, clear uh, source. And Rashi says that Nimshab, <coughs> the meaning of all the uh, images of water and fountains, etc., and springs, is Al Shem Tevilos Tohar Shebenos Yisroel Tovlos. They're all allusions to the mikvah, to the mikvah tahara, to the purification which um, Jewish daughters undergo as part of their most uh, intimate uh, relationship. And finally, Rebbe Shalom says, after contemplating for the past, what is it, 15 psukim, the beauty of the Jewish people, the beauty of even the rekonim shebohem, even the empty ones, even the ketanim shebohem. They're so beautiful and they're compared to, to gardens and, and orchards and springs and fountains and the whole range of all sorts of fragrant herbs and spices and woods. Now the Rebbe Shalom says, okay, they're all still in Golos. I'm addressing this forsaken woman. Remember Rashi's image. It's a forsaken woman who feels desolate that he is describing so. Okay, what's the tachlis, so to speak? What's next? Next he says, I'm bringing you back. I'm bringing you back to Eretz Yisrael. I'm bringing you back to our love relationship. And how can I bring you back? I'll bring the winds to blow you back. Uri Tzafon, awake north wind. Uvoi Semon, come south wind. Hafichi Gani, blow upon my garden. Yizluvisamov, so that its perfume may spread. It's a garden. It's perfume, but it's 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 it's, it's, it's in Germany. It's in North America. It's in Australia. It's in New Zealand. It's in South Africa. Let the winds come, the north wind, the south wind, and let them gently, gently blow my garden, blow my fragrant spices back toward me, and we respond to him, and we say. If only our lover, God himself, would come to his garden, and he will enjoy its luscious fruits. We are the luscious fruits of our lover, of the Rebbe He's going to bring us back. Let him come to us. And if he comes to our garden, as Rashi says so beautifully, let him our lover come to his garden. Imatoshom hakolshom. God, if you're there, everything is there. That's all that we need. Another beautiful parak, parak dalad of Shir Hashirim. Tomorrow we will turn our attention to parak hey, which begins the fifth parak, which begins with God's response: "I have returned to the garden. Where are you?" We'll see that. Emir Tzashem, tomorrow.